Ho, ho, ho! Greetings from the North Pole and welcome to Money MD! We're giving presents to all the boys and girls for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We've been making a list and checking it twice and delivering common sense solutions to all your complex problems. Naughty or nice. And now, here are my delightful elves. Oh, um, sorry, I mean doctors. Well, Zach, we are here. It is Christmas and, you know, us elves, we're warming up the sleighs oh, here yeah. and we're... Uh, Getting ready to dispense, you know, all kind of... Uh, all the gifts. All the Christmas goodies. That's right. Yeah, tomorrow morning, Christmas Day. We're excited about it. I know my kids are excited. I bet. I bet it's going to be crazy in the in the Albanese household. Oh, yeah. It's it's nuts and exciting and fun, and we get no rest, but that's okay. Yeah, we got a house full, too. And, uh, you know, and that's the exciting thing about this year. I mean, my goodness, last year was very strange, to say the least. Very strange. And it's such a blessing to be able to get together this year and you know, feel like you're relatively safe and free to, to gather with your family. And, um, you know, we, we've been blessed. There's a lot to be thankful for oh, yeah. this year. Really yeah, it's is. nice to see family face-to-face and get to gather. And, yeah, last year was very, very strange. So Yeah, so we're just very thankful to be back together. And, you know, we have some <clears throat> great topics to talk about today. Um, we're going to start off talking about smart goals, goals for 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to create some goals if you're going to accomplish anything next year. It'd be really easy to go through, you know, next year with all the distractions we've had with the pandemic and everything that's gone on and not accomplish much, you know. So setting some goals is critical and we got the smart way to do that. Yep. So we're going to talk about that and then we're going to follow that up with uh, talking about uh, uh, gifting, right? Yeah, giving, generosity, uh, an article on why giving makes you feel so good. And so just looking at uh, the science behind generosity and just how it's a practically a good thing to do. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to delving into that a little bit more uh, in the latter half of the show. Yeah, great topic. By the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 26 years experience in financial planning and investment advice. And my name is Zach Albanese and I'm a financial advisor and have been so for a little over two years now. Yeah, we're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show right here at Christmas. We are up every Friday afternoon. Um, you can check out our website as well at moneymd.net. All of our old shows are on there. They're categorized by, you know, topic um, or listed by topic. So you can search through all, you know, over 10 years of topics um, that we have done on this show. And so there's a lot of information out there. And do check us out on our website in general. Um, a lot of resources there as well, um, calculators and things like that. Um, you can link to us there. You can send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll talk about those right here on the show. Well, Zach, we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, so our financial fact of the week is uh, actually a year ago, 12-21-20, Barron's, they published the year-end 2021 forecast. So last year, they looked ahead a year right. and said, this is what we think 2021 is going to do uh, for the S&P 500. And they had 10 Wall Street strategists make predictions. And the 10 predictions range, <clears throat> range from as low as 3,800 yep. to as high as 4,400. And what's crazy is all 10 of them were wrong. Even the highest ones are wrong. The index um, closed, uh, well, I guess... A few days ago. A few days ago. Yeah, a few days ago. It was about 4,700, which is 300 points higher than the highest prediction Last from, year, from this a time. year ago, yeah, by the ten strategists that supposedly know all exactly. this information, you yeah. know, 
yeah, it's amazing how unpredictable the stock market is. <clears throat> and this is just another illustration of it. I mean, we do this almost every year where we talk about what the predictions were and where right. the market really is. And it's amazing how wrong they are. Yeah. Um, and this is no different. You know, here we are. All 10 of them are grossly wrong. Nobody really predicted the market was going to do as well as it did this no. year. Um, and next year, you can bet they're going to be wrong, too. I mean, we don't yeah. know what the market will do next year, but you can't predict it. That's can't why predict you, it. You no. have to diversify. <clears throat> you have to have a strategy, a discipline to invest long term right. um, at your risk level that you're comfortable with and resist the urge to try to follow predictions yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, uh, predictions like this. Yeah. Thankfully, so, they were wrong in a good way. In, in that, a good way. Yeah, the yeah. market exceeded <laughs> their better expectations. Better than their, their expectations. Exactly. Right? But yeah. nonetheless, very, yes. very interesting. Yeah. Fact of the week, and that <laughs> leads us up here to our first topic, and that is smart goals for 2022. Well, Zach, I mean, it's that time of the year again, you know, when you need to set some goals for the coming year. <clears throat> and we talk about goal setting almost every December because when it comes to your finances, I mean, you have to have some goals. That's the key to being successful. Right. And, <clears throat> you know, with all the pandemic distractions that we've had over the past you know, a couple of years, setting clear goals couldn't be more important. Um, it would be easy to get through another year and not really make any progress that you need without setting some clear targets and having a well thought out path to get there. Unfortunately, you know, most people fail to set any goals. <clears throat> and when they do, they, they lose enthusiasm in only a few weeks, you know, and fall short. But not this year. Not because this year, this year you're going to set smart goals which will substantially improve your probability of sticking to your goals and actually achieving them. Right. You know, and when it comes to setting smart goals, most of us have the best intentions, right? I mean, you know, we, we always have the intentions of getting where we want to go, but this year, this year you're finally going to take control, say of your money or get fit or start that new hobby. Right. Because setting goals for yourself is absolutely the right thing to do, but you just have to have, but good intentions alone aren't going to get it done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change anything. Um, you can make resolutions all you want, but a resolution without a plan is just wishful thinking. Yeah. So how can you stick with your goals this year and throughout the year? The answer is simple, and that is to make SMART goals. Smart goals. And SMART goals is an acronym, as you might have figured out by Probably now, did, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what it is, it's an, it, there are goals that have, have five basic principles. One is they're specific. Another is they're measurable. Another is they're achievable. They're relevant and they're time sensitive. So we're going to walk through those. The first one is being specific. Right. Specific S in smart. Uh, and that really just has you ask the question, what do you want to achieve? You know, you need to get down to the nitty gritty with it. Just saying you want to lose weight in general is not going to cut it. Instead, maybe try saying I'd like to drop 20 pounds or I'd like to be able to at least do 60 minutes of cardio each week without passing out. Um, the things to watch out for kind of any any roadblocks that might keep you from reaching your goal and try to make a plan to get around them. Know yourself. And so some questions to ask yourself are, uh, who does my goal involve? What am I trying to accomplish here? Uh, when and why do I want to make this goal happen? That's exactly right. That's, that's being specific. And then right. so the second one here, though, Zach, is being measurable. Um, your goal needs to be measurable. So if your ultimate goal, for example, is to pay off $24,000 of debt next year, that means you have to pay $2,000 a month, right? 
And to reach that goal, that's about $460 a week. So if you break your goal down into mm -hmm. doable chunks, that's going to help you measure whether right. you're being successful toward your goal. So give yourself daily, weekly, monthly steps. Focus on those. You know, accomplish one, then head on to the next one. Yep. Um, so the question to ask yourself is, how long will it take to reach my goal? Um, you know, how do I know when I've achieved my goal? Those are valuable questions and, and break it down into yep. measurable chunks. But That's make your goals really measurable. Good. Yeah, because if you can do... Um, if you can do it for a week and if you can do it for a month, then why can't you do it for a year? Yeah. And they say, what they say something like, you know, seven weeks is a habit or yeah. something. If you can do something, something like for some period of time like that. So do it for a couple months and you're probably well on your way. Yeah. Um, the next, um, acronym part of this acronym is achievable. Is your goal realistic? Um, do you have the ability to do it? You know, what about the skills and the tools that you need to reach your goal? If not, you know, there's no shame in that. Just change your goal to something that you can accomplish. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want easy to reach goals, though, that, that don't really stretch you. Sure. So you do want to yeah. stretch yourself, but don't chase after something that's going to wind up discouraging you in the long run that you really can't achieve. So ask yourself the questions, you know, do I have the resources to achieve my goals? If the answer is no, then what am I missing? How do I get those resources to make this an achievable goal? Yeah. Yeah, and the next uh, part of the acronym, the R, is um, relevant. Are your goals relevant? Uh, do they fit within the overall plan that you have for yourself? Um, if your goal is to learn the art of origami and you have a room for a new hobby, and if you have room for a new hobby, um, then, then great, add that origami to it. But um, if you have plenty of hobbies, think about maybe spending your energy elsewhere. And, and don't forget to figure out what your why is. Why are you doing something? Your why could be something like, I want to go on more dates with my spouse, maybe twice a month. Or maybe I want to invest in and strengthen a relationship of mine. You think about the why you want to do something, and that becomes really powerful. It becomes very motivating. And so some questions to ask yourself um, are, you know, is this goal that I have for myself within reach? Uh, is it reachable within the time and resources that I have? And why? Again, why do I want to reach this goal in the first place? Yeah, relevant. I like that. That's that's good. The next one here is time sensitive. You know, um, Set a time limit for your goal because you got to have a finish line, right? I mean, yeah. if you don't set a finish line, you're never going to know when you should get there. And you also can't break it up into doable yeah, you steps. You can't make it measurable, right? You can't make it measurable, right? So take your, take that, um, you know, take your goals, create a plan, break it all the way down into daily activities, then give yourself a deadline. You know, for example, say if you want to lose 20 pounds by December 31st, you know, lose 20 pounds. Calculate things like how many times you need to work out each week, you know, how many, what's the daily calorie intake? What does that need to be? Mm -hmm. um, how much do you need to lose per month or, you know, even per week, you know, to see some progress? So you can use tools like um, there's like Business Boutique 2020 Goal Planner um, is one. There's other ones out there on the Internet that you can use to help kind of organize your thoughts, help plan your attack for your goals. But ask right. yourself the questions like, do I have a deadline for reaching my goals? When will I achieve this goal? How many times will I achieve this goal? And what are the steps, you know, the incremental steps along the way to get me to, <clears throat> to that goal? Yeah. So make your goals smart goals. Um, and, and let's be honest, you know, I mean, trying to accomplish someone else's goals is never works out. So the goals need to be your goals. Right. So, you know, sure, your mom may want you to take classes and, 
you know, switch careers, but you know, that's not going to happen unless it's your desire too, right? Um, So the why really is an important question. So besides striving to win, you know, um, you know, that's not for the faint of heart. Um, So you really have to have some passion about it, you know, and it's going to be tough. So, so you won't have the drive to stick with it unless you're working toward a goal that you're that you're passionate about. Yeah, and, and to your point, just because your spouse or your parent wants you to get out of debt or um, do something else doesn't mean you're going to do that. You have to want to do it too. And so the goals you set must be your goals because when push comes to shove, you're the one who has to fight through them to make them a reality. So exactly. write out your smart goals. I think this is a really good tip. Um, something I like to do is write things out. Put them in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I look at every day? Where am I going to notice it? Um, because something special happens when you write it down and you look at it all the time. So get them on paper along with all the steps that it'll take you to get there. Seeing your goals in, in black and white will help you hold yourself accountable, track your progress along the way to actually make sure the things that you want to accomplish happen. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like having that that weight goal on the refrigerator, you know, yeah. it's your daily progress. You that's very effective. Especially know? when you put it on the refrigerator because that's right. where you go to Every eat. Every time you go to <laughs> eat on the door, you're like, oh, wait a minute. There's my goal yeah. there. So, yeah, I love writing it down and putting it in a very obvious place like that. Mm-hmm. So there are seven areas of life for you to set SMART goals. So we recommend that you look at these seven areas, significant areas of your life, and make goals that are applicable to these areas, um, you know, if that fits what you're trying to accomplish this year. First one is financial goals. You know, start saving for retirement. Maybe get out of debt. Um, use a zero uh, zero base monthly budget. Um, so set some financial goals for yourself for 2022. Mm-hmm. And then there's spiritual goals. You know, maybe pick up a new devotional. Start a daily journal. Plug into a group at your church. Yeah. Um, but set some spiritual goals to help you help you make progress there in your spiritual life. And then fitness goals, you know, maybe hit the gym um, or health goals to take care of yourself, um, to get healthy in the new year. You know, maybe take the stairs every day, <laughs> you know, eat your vegetables. You know, I don't know. And you just, just set some goals for yeah. your physical health. Right. Health. And then educational goals, go back to maybe finish your degree, get an MBA, read a book, um, you know, every month. Set some educational goals for yourself. And then there's family goals, you know, pick some one-on-one dates that you plan with your kids or yeah. your, your, your spouse, um, you know, make it a point to call your mom or your dad every Sunday, yeah, Sunday night, maybe. Important. Exactly. So have some family goals. Then there are career goals, um, you know, for your career, maybe work toward that promotion or a raise, learn something new about your line of work, um, you know, polish up your skills. If you need to change jobs, polish up your resume, resume and, and, you know, send those out and, and start taking the steps that you need to to get on a new career path that you can be happy with long term. So set some career goals for yourself to get you to that next level that you want to get to. And then lastly, social goals. Um, so you know, if you're not the the extrovert, you know, that likes to get out of the house and and really, you know, interact with people. Um, you know, you need to do that some. That's right. healthy, right? Oh, yeah. It's just healthy to to be interactive. So set some social goals. Say yes, maybe when somebody invites you out to lunch or to a social gathering. Um, or for some of us, maybe say no more often, yeah. you know. Right. Get have some balance in your life, but set some goals for that at the social level. 
So anyway, don't get discouraged, though, if you get off track. I mean, life happens. You know, we all hit some speed bumps and roadblocks from time to time. That's okay. As long as you stay focused on your end goal and you keep taking those small steps toward achieving it, you know, you're going to be well on your way to some big life changes. And that's what you want to do with your goals. So take the steps today toward, you know, reaching your goals by scheduling a time on your calendar right now to meet with your spouse and get some smart goals set for 2022. Yeah, really important. That's good. All right. Well, good topic. And that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, the question of the week is, how can I position myself to better save in taxes for 2022? Mm. And so, yeah, one of the best ways to position yourself is is honestly your retirement plan. It's the best tool for saving on taxes. It's it's such a benefit. Yes. Uh, so make sure you're you're maxing that out. Uh, another tool that you can use is is an HSA, a health savings account. It's another important tool you might consider uh, for 2022 um, if you have the right qualified medical plan for that. Um, and but however, position yourself for lower taxes long term uses really you, you have to use a mixture of different investment tools, Roths and pre-tax money. So you want to minimize uh, income in the 22% bracket or higher over the long term in order to avoid some of the the bigger tax hits. So yeah, those are those are some tools right. that you can use right. to better position yourself for 2022. But yeah, I mean, that's a great question. How do you position yourself to lower taxes? <clears throat> um, I think, as you mentioned, you need to look at it long term. Right. You yeah. know, it can't be just focused on next year. One year. Because you could put everything in pre-tax in your 401k plan, and that's going to give you the immediate satisfaction. But then when you retire, you, when you start taking RMDs, that could bump you into a higher tax bracket yeah. if all your money's pre-tax. So you need to kind of think of this holistically. Um, but it's a great question, and, and I think, as you rightly mentioned, the retirement plans <clears throat> really are the best tool. Yeah, to, to put really... the most, most money can be added to those. So. Right, yep. right. But there are some other things you can do, too. Great, great question. That leads us up here to our next topic, though, and that is um, giving, you know, why yep. it makes you feel so good. Yeah, you know, why, why does giving make you feel so good? This is an article picked up from uh, Ramsey Solutions, but also looking at a study done by the University of Notre Dame. And, um, you know, Steve, just like you were sharing <clears throat> about the importance of setting goals for 2022 at the end of the year, uh, you know, as we enter into the Christmas holiday, we p- prepare for the new year. You know, one thing I love about the end of the year is really it's a great time to pause and reflect. The holidays give you more of a time to spend with more quality time to spend with your family, your friends, your loved ones, catch up on what you find important and worthwhile. It's just a little time to slow down a little bit. And consider what you're thankful for. And so, and just like setting goals, you really need to be intentional about that pausing and reflecting time because in our hurried lives, it does not come naturally. And so, as you pause and spend more time with people during the holiday season, I hope that it generates in you this heart of Thanksgiving and to maybe reflect on the adage uh, it's better to give than to receive because there is something strange about giving. It's sort of a, a paradox of sorts. You give, uh, whether it's yourself, your money, whatever, but instead of feeling like you lost something, you actually feel better. When you give, you're not only being a part of other people's lives and stories, you're actually contributing to them as well. You're contributing to their joy. So the paradox of giving is that when you give, you're actually receiving so much more. Yeah. I mean, there's some actual tangible benefits for giving that, you know, many people may not recognize. Um, It's just not a matter of 
just helping somebody else, but <clears throat> oftentimes it's helping yourself as, as well. Because yep. researchers, they've been exploring how generosity affects our health for years. And as it turns out, philanthropy does come with a lot of perks, yep. you know. So here are a few of the benefits um, that generous people get to experience over the course of their lifetime through giving. Um, the first one is it's good for your brain, believe it or not. Generosity is good for your brain. Um yeah, have you ever seen someone that, that's doing something nice for somebody else, and then the next time that happens, you kind of, you know, you see them really light up, you know, yeah. you see their reaction, how um, it, they almost get more out of it than than the person they're giving it right. to, you know, and that reaction is it has a, actually has a nickname called Giver's Glow. Giver's Glow. There you go. Yeah, according to the researchers at Stony Brook University, when we're generous, our brains release several chemicals you know, that give us that sense of joy and peace. And, you know, this kind of speaks to the strong connection between altruism and social connections. So maybe partly that the benefits of the strong interpersonal connections that motivate us um, to behave selflessly, you know, with our giving is, is part of that. But, but yeah, there's some tangible right. changes whenever you, you give to somebody. Yeah. And there, there's a reason to this because uh, in the study from university of Notre Dame, um, which was titled scientists are finding that we are hardwired for giving examined people's brains under an fMRI scanner and when they were asked whether they wanted to donate money or to give to certain charities or not part of the midbrain scan lit up when they chose to donate money which is the same re region of the brain that controls cravings and desires for food and other needs and so the brain was churning out these pleasurable responses when even engaging in the thought of being generous but the midbrain wasn't the only part of the brain that was affected. One of the researchers in the study found that a gumdrop-sized region near the midpoint of the brain, part of the frontal lobes, was also strongly active when the subjects in the study made the decision to give to charity. And this area contains lots of receptors for oxytocin, which is a, a hormone that promotes social bonding. So overall, what the study found is that altruism, generosity, giving, and social relationships are all intimately connected which is why this the adage it's better to give than to receive is true. You know, one of the other researchers said that giving to charity surprisingly neuro is neurologically similar to ingesting addictive drugs or learning you're going to win the lottery. And so not only is it a good thing to do but it, it really does make us feel good as as human beings, which leads um, to the next point. Yeah, that's right cuz generosity <clears throat> not only does it make you happier and you know releases all those chemicals in your brain but it also makes those around you happier. Yep. Um generous people are are simply more fun to be around. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Anybody can vouch for that, right? Um <clears throat> but they aren't just generous with their checkbooks, they're also generous with their time, their talents, their words. They tend to encourage others, they tend to inspire them to be better than they than they were before. Um you know, they make friends feel braver, stronger, smarter, and the more, and it's really more than that. You know, their generosity is also contagious. Um, generosity makes us feel good, you know, and when we feel good, we're better at making those around us feel yeah. good, right? So it really is contagious. So, yeah, giving, you know, creates this positive feedback loop that helps generous people experience better lives which in turn encourages them to be more generous. Yeah, it's a cycle. Um, so it's kind of a cycle, you know, which then creates kind of this scenario where generosity is not just financially healthy, but it's also all around a healthy practice that it's also good for your mental and physical well-being. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of side benefits. Yeah, and, <clears throat> you know, to that point, um, the third point is generosity can help you live 
longer. I mean, it might surprise you to find out that generous people actually live longer than people who don't give. Um, researchers show that that generosity lowers things like stress and anxiety. Like you were saying, you're easier to be around. Um, you you have closer friends, um, which is a big deal because stress is, is a known risk factor for a lot of chronic diseases. Uh, for example, a, a 2013 study from Carnegie Mellon University found that people who volunteer around four hours per week are 40% less likely to develop high blood pressure than those who don't volunteer. So it's not just about being generous with your wallet, but being a generous person overall, generous with your time, being being that sort of person is, is crucial uh, to being healthy. Wow, I guess Santa Claus is like really Santa old, Claus right? is super healthy. It's super healthy in <laughs> a long time, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty old, I guess. Yeah, but he's healthy because <laughs> he's, he's generous. Because he's so generous, exactly. Yeah, generosity also counters depression. I mean, we yeah. all know that, yeah. right? I mean, absolutely. You know, depression affects millions of people today. It's a real, you know, health issue in the United States and around the world. And you know, this is an important discovery, though, that researchers with the project called Match, it's a comprehensive alcohol treatment trial, <clears throat> they actually found that people in Alcoholics Anonymous, they double their chance of success when they help others, mm. when they're generous. Yeah. Um, so it's part of their rehab, really, um, <clears throat> is to go be generous. And it makes sense. Doesn't it? I mean, when we're focused on others, we learn more really about ourselves. And, you know, that same idea of being used to help people suffering from depression and other disorders um, you know, really is effective mm -hmm. at helping ourselves. So when we focus on others, we're encouraging, well, we're engaging in the very building blocks of community. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I need to do one more I'll add to this, Zach, is I think generosity um, also helps to inspire you to be more successful. Right. Absolutely. Um, I really do, you know, to kind of tie it back into finances. This is a financial show and for the most part, but yeah, people who give a lot, they, they tend to have a sense of higher purpose and they tend to right. be more successful in business, I think, and in life um, because they're not just doing it for themselves. They're doing it for somebody else. And, you know, and even if it's not in the sense of generosity, if they have a higher calling, a higher purpose, um, you can look at examples of people that are super successful today, like, you know, take Elon Musk, you yep. know, the kind of the quintessential example of, yeah, yeah. of super success, super right? Success. Well, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to be doing it for himself, right? He seems to, he, he seems to be doing it because he thinks he's saving humanity. Right. Absolutely. You know? yeah. He really does with, you know, electric cars and, you know, and, and, and even, you know, SpaceX, you know, colonizing Mars colonizing is kind Mars. of his long-term plan. Um, you know, and whether you agree with that or not, I mean, it's, it, it's super motivating and, yeah. and he's obviously been tremendously successful. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people in life you can look at in, in examples in the world who are super successful, but they're motivated by other things like generosity. Yeah. And when you have those big dreams, it really does yeah, keep you um, focused on, on your task and plowing through what you need to in order to get there. And, and I think yeah, generosity is, is, is a yeah, like, have, like-minded have. thought. Yeah. 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 So, you know, these, these few studies here uh, really are just examples, tips of the iceberg. Um, generosity comes with so many, uh, so many advantages, not only in those on the receiving end, but those giving too. Um, and like we said earlier, it's, it really is a circle. Think of it cyclically. If we give, we benefit others, which circles back around, benefits us. And really, as we enter into this Christmas season tomorrow and really 
the rest of the time you have with your your family and loved ones. I mean, what better way to think about generosity? Uh, so whether it is, you know, looking at your Christmas budget, um, paying for someone's meal, offering words of encouragement to somebody having a hard time around the holidays, think about your neighbors, bake some extra cookies to give away. Um, a wise way to become generous is really just simply to get started. Do something. If you're already practicing, great. Keep at it. Maybe add to it. But if this is your first year um, that you've considered being financially generous, you'll quickly find that it really is better to give than receive. It's true through and through. And I believe that the one who gives is the recipient of, of an even greater reward. So that was, uh, yeah, why giving makes you feel so good. I think a great topic to think about as we yeah, are with our, our loved ones on Christmas morning. So Yeah, good good topic. Yeah, that can be one of your smart goals for 2022. How to be more generous. So that's terrific. All right, and that leads us up here to our final thing, and that is the prescription of the week. So <clears throat> if you want to be financially successful, you have to have great relationships because um, relationships are key to, to being successful. And But according to a, a 2005 um, study, sociology study, happily married people, they experience 77% higher per person net worth increases than wow. single people do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so having healthy, happy relationships really is a key to financial success. And so, and then to boil that down, one key though to happy relationships is is to be a successful, active listener. Right. It's being able to listen to people mm -hmm. well. And so when you're, you know, someone is an active listener, <clears throat> they do things like repeat back. Um, they're interested. They're engaged with the person they're listening to, their patient, you know. Um, and it, it just leads to happier, deeper Absolutely. relationships with people and more success down the road. So yeah. that's your prescription of the week. Learn to be an active listener. That's good. Good tip. There you go. All right. Well, that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week. There are more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website, moneymd.net. Send us your questions. You can link to us there, or you can give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706 739 Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week and a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us at MoneyMD. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. 